Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. In our last episode, you may recall, I introduced the NLP Five Principles for Success. These are the strategies that successful people have in common, and together they provide all of us with a roadmap to achieving our goals and dreams. Today, our focus is on the first of these principles, knowing your outcome, because this is the place we all need to start from on our way to achieving success. In episode 10, I spoke about how we can study the shared patterns that successful people have. And then using NLP modeling techniques, we can accurately model them and create results in our own lives. Remember, people who have success in their own lives, on their own terms, all have a clearly defined purpose. They also have a clear plan to achieve it. And they have a passionate desire that drives them to reach their goals. Successful people also demonstrate to us what is perhaps the most fundamental component of building success. And that is following the proven recipe, which fortunately for us has been studied, analyzed, modeled and recorded as a powerful NLP technique called the five principles for success. These principles are, number one, knowing your outcome. Number two, taking action, or as I prefer, taking massive action. Number three, sensory acuity. Number four, behavioral flexibility. And number five, the physiology and psychology of excellence. Today, we will take a deeper dive into the first principle, knowing your outcome. Now, I can't stress enough just how critical this first principle is. So many people who come in for coaching initially either don't have an end in mind or can only talk about it in terms of what they don't want, what they want to move away from or escape, rather than what is their desired outcome, what is the thing they want to achieve. And because they are so focused on what they don't want, They haven't invested much time and energy or thinking and talking or even creating a clear picture of what it is they do want. In fact, we know that the average person spends more time planning holidays than they do planning their lives. So you can see how by not being very clear about what it is we want to achieve in our own lives, perhaps we could be missing out on a very important component. They can tell you who they don't want to be like, how they want to have more money than their parents because they don't want to be poor like them, or they want to lose weight because they don't want to be like they are now. 
But when I ask them, so what do you want instead? I find that often clients are stumped because they've never really thought about it before and they start to see why they're having trouble achieving their goals. So it is critical that when defining our purpose or our goals, we can dream about it, think about it, talk about it very specifically in terms of what I do want. You need to have a clear objective and then can focus attention and effort towards achieving it. Hopefully, we can begin to see that our success is affected by the way we think and express our purpose and goals. It has a profound impact on the likelihood and the potential for us to actually achieve those goals. There are a lot of tools out there that we can use when it comes to helping us to set up really clear goals and getting a great focus on the outcome or the goal we want to achieve. Specifically, we want to be able to clearly express what what will we see when we get the goal? What will we be hearing when we achieve it? What are the feelings we'll have, externally feelings like touch and temperature and things like that, as well as what we're telling ourselves when we have the goal? It's essential to do this so we definitely know the outcome, knowing what we will see, hear, feel, tell ourselves and tell others when we succeed is actually our evidence that we've made it, we've achieved the goal and we've got our result. If we don't define our evidence for success, then there is a risk that when you achieve it, you actually won't even notice it. Have you ever been in that situation where it's kind of like you have a goal and you've achieved it and you're onto the next thing and the next thing without even taking that moment to pause and say, yes, I did it. Part of that can be that we're so focused on what we're doing, doing, doing rather than the outcomes we're achieving, we miss the fun of celebrating and we wouldn't want that, would we? So our focus today is how to use some of the tools so that we can very, very clearly define our outcome. One practical tool that we could use to construct our purpose and our goals is the SMART goal framework. And of course, many of you may be familiar with the SMART goal framework. It's taught in some trainings and in many schools because it provides a simple functional tool for constructing goals and outcomes. It is when you embed this SMART goal framework within the first of the five principles of success, knowing your outcome, that you really turbocharge your results. SMART goals, SMART is an acronym and the S stands for specific and simple. M is measurable and meaningful to you. A stands for achievable and as if now. R is realistic. And T stands for timed and towards. And I'll explain those a bit more now. A specific goal, stated simply, has a much greater chance of being accomplished than a general or sort of fuzzy goal. So we ask ourselves, who is involved? Who's involved in achieving this goal? What specifically do we want to accomplish? Where will it happen? What are the requirements and constraints around meeting this goal? Let's look at an example. A general goal would be, I want to get fitter. 
Now, the problem with this goal is it's too fuzzy. It's too easy to have a whole range of possible interpretations around what getting fitter means, which makes it really easy for us to sabotage our goals because getting fitter is not specifically defined. We might go to the gym a few times and then start to think, gee, I think I'm definitely more fit than I was a couple of weeks ago. And then we'll feel the motivation just drop away because at an unconscious level, it seems like job is done. I am fitter now, so we stop. This happens all the time with general or fuzzy goals. A more specific goal would be something like, I'm going to join a gym, go three days a week and eat out or eat takeaway once per week or less for the next six months. In fact, you can even say the date, which is at the end of that six months. Now, our unconscious mind, as well as our conscious mind, has some specific information to work with. And it's much clearer what the criteria for success is. Eating out three days a week just won't cut it. Whereas with the fuzzy goal of getting fitter, eating out or eating takeaway every day would not have mattered. Yet, it just might have proven to be a very effective sabotage strategy for achieving the general goal of I want to get fitter. Being really specific means our focus, what we pay attention to, is much more aligned, will help us to achieve our goal. So there's a lot less distraction Choosing goals is like programming our mind. And like all good programs, the clearer it is, the more efficient and effective our minds will be when we're searching for our goal. This is why we must always start with the end in mind and ensure our goals are defined in a way that's crystal clear. There are several other components that make successfully accomplishing our goals even more likely. So now what we're going to have a look at is how to specifically define what being specific means when we construct our SMART goal. Yes, that's right. We even have to be very clear about the meaning for be specific. To maximize your success, the goal or outcome must be described using sensory specific language. This means you know what you will see, what you will hear, what you will feel, smell and or taste, what you will tell yourself and others when you actually achieve your goal. Take our goal of joining a gym, going three times a week and eating out or takeaway once per week or less for six months. You can make this much more specific by creating a vivid picture of the goal and answering these questions. What will I see when I achieve my goal? What will I hear when I achieve my goal? What will I feel when I achieve my goal? What will I smell and taste when I achieve my goal? What will I tell myself and others when I achieve my goal. You might see yourself running on the treadmill going past five kilometers, or you might hear the sound of your breath when you're on the rower. You might feel the weight of the dumbbells as you lift the weights above your head, or you might taste the sports drink and smell the sweat, and you're telling yourself, I did it, I feel great. 
Using sensory-specific language means we connect to the emotion of our goals. They start to feel exciting, and this in turn feeds our passion and motivation, making it something we can really go for. And we should have some emotional attachment to achieving the goal. Ideally, we're passionate about our goals. And if we're also clear about how the goals will meet three or four of our top core needs from the six core needs we talked about in our earlier podcasts, then you really begin to feel your investment into achieving these goals is worthwhile. When we focus on the things that we desire, our goals, we can make it possible for our body and our mind to work hand in hand in transforming a focused idea into the physical achievement of our dreams. The second element of SMART goals is the M. M is for measurable and meaningful. Goals are more likely to be achieved when we establish concrete criteria for measuring progress towards the attainment of each goal that we set. Ask ourselves, how much? How many? How will I know when it is accomplished? Don't set a goal of only joining the gym. Our goal should include going to the gym three or more times per week. Rather than setting a goal of eating better, set one that says eat out or eat takeaway once per week or less. And also ensure the goal is something that we genuinely want. It's not someone else's goal. We're not doing it for someone else. It is something that is congruently desirable and it's only for you. It's a goal that's about you and what you want. The third element of SMART goals is A. A is for attainable and as if now. It's no point setting a goal that you cannot reach, no matter what. The question you ask to determine if the goal is attainable is, has anyone else ever done this? Or has anyone else ever done the steps that when you put them together would deliver this goal? If you answer yes to either or both of these questions, then probably the goal is attainable. You can attain almost any goal you set when you plan your steps and establish a time frame that allows you to carry out those steps. Goals that may have seemed far away and out of reach eventually move closer and become attainable. Not because our goals shrink, but because we grow and expand to match them. The as if now bit utilizes the NLP frame of as if. This helps you to ensure your goal has been written as if it is already a reality. If a goal is written using a one day or in the future or soon frame, then we tend to keep it in the future. Rather than a goal, it becomes a wishing, wanting, hoping thing. This means you can never attain it because in order to actually achieve our goal, we must do it as if it is present now. The next SMART goal element is R for realistic. To be realistic, a goal must represent an objective towards which you are both willing and able to work. Achieving a goal will take some work and effort on your part. For a goal to be realistic, we must be willing to push through when the going gets tough. We have to ask ourselves, how do I need to be and what do I need to do to accomplish this goal? Where am I now and what are the steps I need to take to get to the goal? What resources do I need to follow those steps? 
Additional ways to know if your goal is realistic is to determine if you have accomplished anything similar in the past or find someone else who has and you can model from them. The final element for SMART goals is T for timed and towards. A goal should be grounded within a time frame. When we don't have a time frame tied to it, we don't have any sense of urgency around taking the steps and moving towards it. If, for example, you you had a goal that you wanted to lose 10 kilos, you need to say, when do you want to lose it by? Saying someday, someday I want to do that, won't cut it. Because our unconscious mind doesn't respond well to those sort of generalities. Our goal has to be concrete in order to fire up our motivation and drive the action that we need to take so we move towards it. We need to anchor it within a time frame. So we might say by August the 1st, for example. And then we've set the timer into motion as we begin working on the goal. And finally, your goal should have some toward motivation. There are two directions that motivate people. Moving away from something they don't like or don't want, for example, moving away from pain, and moving towards something they want, desire, perhaps even lust for, moving towards pleasure. If your motivation is all away from escaping pain, then as soon as you move to a point where the pain stops, so does your motivation. This means you stop too. A goal has to be defined as something you want and desire. Whilst for some people it may help to also have an awareness of what you don't want, this is not the goal. It's merely a part of what motivates you to go for the goal. So many people live through life accepting whatever turns up. You can choose not only what you ultimately want out of your life, but how you experience life moment by moment. If you move your focus away from problems towards a desired outcome or a goal, you will have a much higher chance of achieving those outcomes. Knowing your outcome, starting with the end in mind and getting really clear about what success looks like, sounds like, feels like and what you tell yourself and others about it is one of the keys to achieving success and realizing your goals and dreams. NLP teaches us how to align our goals and actions in a powerful alliance that can drive us towards achieving our purpose. Join me over the next few episodes as we continue to explore the five principles of success and how they can become the blueprint for how you design your life. In our next episode, we'll focus on the second and third of these principles, taking action and sensory acuity. Stay awesome and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.